Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski, Andy McCook and Ricardo Ball on ECNZ. And a very good morning. Welcome into Dog Speed. Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook in the chair today for the latest edition of Dog Speed. Looking back at Greyhound Racing from the past week. And this week we're going to be talking about the North Island Championship Final Group 2 $20,000 race that happened at Palmerston North on Friday, taken out by Mustang Charlie from the Lisa Cole Kennel. Brendan Cole will join us very shortly. And also a little later in the program, well, what about the greyhounds that leave racing? Greyhounds as pets, one of the rehoming uh, services funded by Greyhound Racing New Zealand. We'll be chatting to the general manager of GAP, Lucy Sanford-Reed, ahead of Adopt a Greyhound Month, which starts this coming Friday for April. Andy McCook, very good morning to you. It's always a busy week in Christchurch. You have four meetings down there. There was a meeting down at uh, Escott Park as well. We might uh, have a bit of a recap later in the show, but you were lucky enough to see dogs like Opawa Superstar and No Keeper on your doorstep this week. Yes, no such thing as rest in the Greyhound Code rolls over, especially down here in Canterbury. Uh, as you say, four meetings a week, there's always something to do. And as a four race meetings a week, when you've got 100 dogs barking at you every morning as well, there's always something to get you out of bed and get you up and get you busy. So no rest, Rosso. We uh, carry on. There's been a lot of good dogs go around this week, plenty to talk about. And I uh, can't wait to, uh, to get Brendan on the line and uh, have a chat to him as well. And uh, Andy also did hear you calling some uh, harness races midweek. Not your first ones, but you were calling it uh, Addington there, headquarters in Canterbury. How was that for you? Yeah, let me rip on a Wednesday. Some uh, some lower graded horses going around, so they let the dog boy have a have a crack at the harness. Uh, was to be honest, uh, Rosso, easier than calling the greyhounds. There's a whole lot more time to think about what you're saying, and you've got a whole lot more time to uh, to get stuff out. But uh, yeah, trying to reel in the quarters and halves and all that sort of nonsense, Rosso. It's, it's a whole lot different than calling greyhounds, but, uh, but we got through it and it was a bit of fun. <laughs> and uh, Andy, you think you're busy. What about our first guest this morning, uh, Brendan Cole? Brendan, we welcome uh, you in off the back of another uh, success on Friday for the Lisa Cole Kennels in the North Island Championship. But I know we were hoping to catch up with you last week leading into the champs, but Unfortunately, you're exceptionally busy. Uh, like a number of, of businesses, you've been hit by by COVID in terms of your staff. Good morning. Yeah, g'day guys. How you going? Yeah, it's um, been a nightmare to be fair with staff. Um, yeah, we got down to, at one point, only having two people available on the property with um, other people obviously got to have their days off and things like that. And uh, yeah, we're... Early, very early starts and very, very late finishes. But uh, we got there in the end, and we've only got two away this week. So, um, 
yeah, it's uh, just the way that the government's got the rules. Um, some of them had to isolate because it was in their house and uh, they didn't, didn't actually have COVID. But then on day six or day seven, when they were due to be all clear to come back to work, they uh, tested positive and sent me through the news. And much to my disgust, I just had to put my head down and we had to carry on. Well, I'm glad you've come out the other side. Things looking uh, on the up by the sounds of it, but I know it's tough and we do appreciate your time, uh, Brendan, this morning. Let's reflect, though, on what makes it worthwhile, I guess, and that is the success of dogs like Mustang Charlie in the North Island Championship final, $20,000 Group 2. It was a straight final on Friday, and he was coming off the back of an injury, uh, Brendan, so he hadn't raced since the end of, of January. How confident were you that he would put in the performance that he did to win that race? Yeah, he tore his triangle muscle when he, he won his prize start to going out and um, put a decent-sized hole in it, so that was what held him up. Um, yeah, he he slipped. We gave well, we got it right, and then we gave him a uh, three seventy five just hand slip, and he ran home in seven forty eight, which is pretty quick instant. And um, and I said to Ella, right, just put him in a four fifty, and um, she trialed him. He went twenty five sixty eight, I think it was, or twenty five sixty, and so he's come out and run identical in the final. So. Um, yeah, he's a serious dog with a big motor, and if he was a safe beginner, um, he'd be a genuine Group 1 dog in Australia. Is that the reason that you got him, uh, Brendan? Because um, Glenn Petrie's the, the owner. Uh, I think he's um, based in, in Victoria. What is the background to you getting Mustang Charlie in the first place? He came out here, and I think he uh, requalified back in September. Yeah, no, Jason Thompson gave me a call, and... Um, was about another dog, and uh, then the owners over there decided to um, give that one a bit of a spill and try and bring it back. And he said this is a genuine Group One dog that had played up on him, um, so I missed out on that one. And, uh, and then he had Mustang Charlie, and and Glenn's a very good friend of my um, good mate Johnny Galea over there in Melbourne, and um, he was doing everything right, and uh, just out of the bluey, he was a naughty boy at Sandown, and um, just took half the field out and didn't concentrate at all. Um, so basically uh, that night, John rang me, Jason rang me and Glenn rang me. So the dog was booked to come to New Zealand. And um, and yeah, the rest is history now. He um, he requalified in 23.08 there, uh, very fast over the 410 metres. Have you had any issues with him in terms of concentration uh, since he's been here? No, nah, not, 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 not at all. Um, I had a few issues with him cramping up, um, but we got on top of that, and his thyroid got a little bit low on us. Um, but yeah, we, we got on top of that as well, and I've had no issues um, at all once he he learns about the finish on and things like that. Um, yeah, he's he's a beautiful dog. He's the most gentlest dog to handle. You wouldn't you wouldn't even think that you you know you had a dog in your hand when you when you're doing work with him. Um, you just walk him on a piece of cotton. But um, he's a very good chaser now. And um, I thought we could have won New Zealand Cup with him, but I was having all sorts of trouble down there with him, with him tying up and his thyroid level. And as fast as I was getting it right, New Zealand Cup had come and gone. Um, and he sort of showed there on, I think it was Cup night, he was in a constellation. And he, his first and second section at Addington, I don't know if there's been anything go like that in a race. Uh, but he tied up shocking, and he only ran second or third. But uh, we're all on top of that now, and um, yeah, he's a he's, he's a dog with a big big motor.
So, Brendan, if the New Zealand Cup was, say, in a couple of weeks' time, or if indeed he'd been okay and, and able to run in the Auckland Cup up at Monaco, um, do you believe we'd see a, a, the best Mustang Charlie over 520 or 527 metres now? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, his, his sections in Australia and that, um, even Jason said this dog's 600-metre dog. I just couldn't believe them, and I, I was doubting them all the time. But it was because I had the issues with them. Um, yeah, like, look, he ran away from the field and gave them a cold, and they were pretty handy dogs there the other day. I think he won by six or seven lengths. A few group one winners in that field. Um, I know they're not the top, top liners of the country that we've got in this country at the moment, but, you know, I would have liked to have taken on Superstar and a few others, so I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, that would be something that we would just uh, love to see uh, right at the moment. Um, what are the plans for him here? Obviously, there's um, a premier meeting coming up at, at, at Cambridge, but is there anything specific for him? Would he would he go to the South Waikato Cup or something like that? Yeah, so he's going up to Waikato this week to give him another run up there. I think he's one for one up there. Um, and then we'll go back for premier meet and have a crack up there. Um, but when he, when he does nail the start, he, he'll just be just something that we haven't seen before. He's, a, he's got the same pace as a Federal Morgan. It's just that we've got to get him to nail the start. And he's done it the odd occasion, but he's missed more than he's nailed the start. So, uh, yeah, he's got his tricks, but if he gets room, as we've seen the other day, he's, he's faster than most dogs that are running around. Brendan, is the start for him something that you work on? Do you try different techniques at home, or... Do you just have to leave it to them and and hope that they can sort of work it out on race day? Yeah, I've done a lot of work with him at home, and he's a perfect box dog. He goes in, puts his head down, he waits, he does everything perfect. He just forgets to react, and that's probably a little bit to his nature because he's such a gentle, sort of laid-back dog. He's not one of those hypo dogs that really want to get out. So, um, yeah, we, we've done a little bit of work, and it hasn't quite worked, so I'm just hoping that the penny will click with racing. Um you can you can hold him in the box and, and see what he's doing and all that, and he's, he's just perfect. So just something's just not right. You know, they're, they're all different, and uh, his box manners is just one trait that he hasn't got. And in behind him there on Friday, you mentioned Group 1 winners. Well, big time Kaylee's been one of those, and she's on the cusp of 100,000 in stakes uh, now, the New Zealand Breeders Stakes winner of 2021. Uh, she finished third. How pleased are you with her, and um, what are you lining up for her? Is she uh, on, on track for, say, the Lois Henley Memorial? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Go to Cambridge for the Lois Henley Memorial. Um, yeah, well, she's going terrific because she actually fractured a hock a long time ago at Wanganui, and she had quite a long time off. And, um, you know, I'm always suspect when they get those sort of hock injuries whether they can come back. But um, it wasn't a serious, serious fracture, but it was enough to give her a good sideline spill and... Um, She's come back well, so yeah, she's a good bitch. Um, yeah, she's been a good producer. That that's um, Ali Packer and and Trendy Habit line. Um, so yeah, she'll she'll go to Cambridge and uh, have a go at the Lois Henley and and um, just keep on looking for races. And I guess a dog like uh, Freedom League might be headed the same way, Brendan. Um, two weeks in a row there, she hasn't really caught the jump. We know she can be um, pretty lethal when she does. Yeah, she got hit as soon as she jumped um, last week. 
soon as she jumped, she just took a hit from the outside dog, so sort of knocked the stuffing out of her a bit. But, yeah, she's a good little bitch, and she's very timid, so um, she's best when she's in front. And, uh, yeah, she, you can expect her to bounce back. Um, it's pretty competitive in Class 5 races. There's not much forgiveness. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's, yeah she, she, she'll go to Cambridge as well. So she's in on, she's in on Cambridge this week, and um, then she'll go back up there whether we go week after week or whether we back off a week. But those little dogs are really, they're really missing a 520 circuit, you know, where they can get to the front and go around the corner. You know, it's really, really hard for them to consistently just run on one track week after week after week that's not suitable, you know. Indeed, hopefully in a few months' time that situation will be alleviated in the central districts. Um, Brendan, you've kindly agreed to, to hang on after the break. We've got plenty more uh, dogs, dogs of interest to, to talk about to follow over the next few weeks and to reflect on. So you stay with us. Uh, dog Speed on SENZ with GRNZ, Greyhound Racing New Zealand. You can check out all the latest fields, news, information on grnz.co.nz. Back with more from Brendan Cole shortly. Here with Dog Speed, Mark Rosanowski, Andy McCook and our first guest this morning, Brendan Cole, is kindly stayed on too uh, prior to the break we did have a chat about Mustang Charlie winning the Group 2 North Island Championship at uh, Manawatu Raceway on Friday evening plenty of other winners on the undercard as well for the Cole Kennels and one I want to mention right here and now uh, Brendan is Allegro Mars he actually clocked a time one one hundredth of a second faster than Mustang Charlie he clocked in at a 25 and 67 that was a personal best for him remarkably he hadn't won since December the 3rd when he ran a 25 and 76 Looks a real talent and potential uh, derby talent. Have you had a few issues with him? Yeah, he um, had a lot of trouble on his metacarpals, and um, look, that, that they they just get a bit, you know, almost like growing pains for a young kid, um, and they just ache a bit. And uh, we've been working and working and working on him, and every time I think they're right, he's been pulling up a bit sore in them all the time, and. Um, Look, he's even a little bit touchy again after after Friday's win, but um, it's just a work in progress, and and just hope that we can keep on top of him. He has he has him and he's got a big motor. It's a pretty good litter that one with Ginny and and Zippy, and there's a couple of others still to come that we've had a little bit of trouble with when we broke them in. Um, so he's got a good motor, but I don't know if he's genuine enough out early. You know, like he got left alone um, on Friday early, and you know when you're in a good race you got pace around you, you're not going to get left alone. So I just don't know if he's... He will go to the derby, but I, I don't I don't really think this year I've got a derby dog, to be fair. Any others that you will try to, to put in the derby and, and and hope? Because obviously, you know, things don't always work out as we we anticipate in Group 1 races. Yeah, no, not even Al will go up. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty handy dog. Um, he, he got sort of cut off early on Friday. Um, I think Ella had a, a list of about three or four that she wanted to have a go with, but um, just 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 haven't got that outstanding outstanding young dog at the moment. Um, just got to keep on breaking them in and keep looking for them, and um, I'm sure one will show up. Um, yeah, uh, it's just one of those things, you know. You just go through it, and uh, a lot of nice dogs, but that X factor dog. Um, of a young age anyway at the moment. We're just sort of missing at the moment. You mentioned Ginny there, Allegro Mars sister. Now, we haven't seen her since she won the Group 2 Waikato Classic. What's up with Ginny? 
Yeah, well, we're getting her ready for the New Zealand. Uh, what was the, what's the big race down there? Uh, not the Oaks. It might have been the Breeders' Stakes. Yeah, I think it was the Breeders' Stakes. And we slipped her at Palmy, and she um, damaged a hock. So um, that's why you haven't seen her. But um, she's back in work now, and um, hopefully two to three weeks away we'll we'll have a, either a 400 uh, run with her uh, on race day, you know, race day conditions. But she did slip 750, um, run home on uh, on Friday, which was as good as anything. So, and she's pulled up sound. She's gone back up the straight this morning. Um, so that's that's that, that's good. Excellent. Uh, good to hear. We'll monitor the progress there of uh, Allegro Ginny. Brendan, uh, I just get the feeling that uh, Andy McCook's got his feet up on the desk here and he's just sitting back. He's either snoozing or just enjoying <laughs> the chat. But I, I, I will bring him in here. There's a couple of dogs I want to throw <laughs> uh, throw at you here. But but Andy, you've been around Greyhound racing a long time and, and, and a couple of dogs that have... Um, really captured my attention in the way that they've been able to race at the top level when they're, uh, you know, up and around five years old. One was Trojan Horse and uh, the other, Big Time Brody. Now, Horse is retired, of course, now, but uh, Brody is uh, still very competitive, uh, rising five with, what, 178 starts or something like that. Andy, have you, um, you know, seen other dogs in and around your area or your kennel that have been able to compete at a high level, not, you know, sort of the class one, class two, um, but at you know, this stage of their career? I was just taking the time to enjoy a nice little nap there, Rosso. Actually, the way you boys were going, there was just no point in me jumping in there because you lads just had everything covered. So I was just having a you week's sleep. I thought about going and making a coffee. I heard him snoozing. Back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, no, heard heard I heard someone snoring. I heard someone snoring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, Brendan. Come on, mate. I'm not like that. I'm not like that. It, it's a hard thing I'm to keep a greyhound racing to five years old. <laughs> It's a hard thing keeping a greyhound racing when they're young, though, Brendan, let alone uh, keeping one going till they are five years old. And there are some that have been able to do it. And we see greyhounds racing around in the northern uh, a little bit getting older in age two. But keeping them at the top level, gee, that must be a, a difficult task when they are getting a little bit long in the tooth. Yeah, well, I don't change anything. Um, they just ask me, well, their confirmation must be just a little bit better than others, perhaps. Um, you know, like we've done it with a lot of dogs, like Sir Dougie, Levi, Trojan Horse, um, this dog here. There's, there's been a lot of dogs. Um, LeBron was another good dog. He didn't stay in class five, but he was real competitive in C3 and four. Um, they just don't tend to get the injuries. And um, I think that their will to chase and their desire to win is, is, is a big thing too. Um, and you know we we rear them, and you can you can have a hundred pups out there, and they're all in the same size paddocks, you know, and things like that. And and you just think, why do these ones carry on, and some get the injuries, and that? and I, there's no, I don't know, there's no no rhyme or reason, but um, yeah, we'll take them while we can get them. Um, yeah, to win, to have those kind of races, and be he's been in Group One races and placed and competitive and things like that and he's just a terrific dog and he's a lovely dog and um, there's a young lady that worked for me that's um, got a couple of his brothers and his pets and she's ringing me all the time asking me when I'm retiring him. She was coming to Auckland to pick him up the other week and uh, he'd come out and won and I said, oh, a little bit longer, love. So, um, yeah, no, he's, he's got a nice place to go to as well, so that's good.
That's always a good thing, Brendan. Uh, just back to the derby chat, you said this year you, you haven't got a greyhound or a young greyhound with the X Factor to go on and win a derby. Obviously, it's a, a race you've been able to win in the past with some very good dogs. What What is the X Factor you look for in those young dogs? What do they need to have to, to be, in your eyes, a, a greyhound who you think you could take up and, and be able to win a derby? Uh, you've got to be a genuine Group 1 dog. You can't kid yourself. Um You've got to take in the X factor of travelling. They've got to be good travellers. Um, and you want you want pace, uh, real good pace early, um, box speed. You know, like you want to come out and put yourself in the race. You take a look at Trojan Horse, um, just went to the lead like no tomorrow. Um, Paddy found the gap and put links on them just around the corner. You know, they just got that X factor. Um, Storm warning off the eight, just said, see you later. Just perfectly drawn, wanted to be out there. Um, you know, even uh, Big Time Cooper, you know, he didn't quite win, but went down to, I think, a head or a half a nose or something. But out in front and, and, and pace, you've got to have pace. Um, and that, that carries you. And, uh, yeah, good traveller, like I said. And, yeah, look, you breed a lot of dogs, you get very few of them that are, that are good enough to be competitive at the top end. A lot of dogs get there, but they don't hold that that little bit extra that's required to overcome issues and things like racing and you know you can be a brilliant dog but you can be bad in the kennels well that takes a couple of lengths off you and that's the difference between a group one dog and a class five dog so you need to find the perfect all-around dog and um, I haven't got one this year we've broke a lot of dogs in and and, uh, we've had a few injuries and things like that and and with Wanganui being down it's it's made a huge impact on us Um, I've even been competitive uh, in my opinion anyway um, and I just haven't got that dog that's required this year, unfortunately. I'll find one. Don't worry, I've got plenty in the paddock, but I just haven't got one. Yeah, year. for sure. Speaking of uh, speaking of dogs with pace, Brendan, uh, obviously you train one of the country's leading sprinters in Typhoon Tim, and gee, it was good to see him bouncing to the lead and running fast at Cambridge last week. Uh, where's he heading to next? Yeah, he's going back to Cambridge, Andy. Would just. We're toying with the idea of having a crack at that $200,000 sprint race at Grafton. Um, just whether we can get someone to get over there and look after him and, and stay, that was the problem. I know it's going to be real rich, but he was a pretty hot dog. I know he's a little bit older now than what he was, but he's a genuine 300-metre dog rather than a 350 sort of 400-metre dog. So he's really pushing himself at the top of his game at the moment to be doing what he's doing. But, um, yeah, we were... Yeah, we talked about it. I talked about it with the owners, but um, he'll 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 go Cambridge this week and then back there for Premier Night. I think there's a um, Angus Mike Memorial. It's worth a bit of money, so we'll have him and Prada and as many as many sort of speed dogs that we've got available that are that are on the go um, to get up there and and have a crack at it. You know. Hey, Andy. Um, thanks for for jumping in there, mate. And um, we've got a, an ad break coming up shortly, so you can go and have your second coffee if you like. Um, yeah, Brendan, just before we let you go, I'm just looking back at the uh, result of the uh, 2019 New Zealand Breeders Stakes, June 2019. So we're not too far off three years away. And Trojan Horse beating Big Time Brody, and of course Trojan Horse was competitive up until recently, and. And Brody, you know, he still is. And uh, although he uh, ran third on Friday, he beat Prada the week before, and she's one of the best uh, short-course sprinters around. So, hey, Brendan, we really appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. Congratulations again on Mustang Charlie. All the best, too, for that upcoming uh, 
two meetings on April 7th and 14th up there at uh, Waikato. It's a, a couple of cards that are going to be stacked uh, with some uh, excellent races and stakes. Yeah, thanks, guys. I jokingly said to Trojan this morning that it's, uh, if some of these young dogs don't pull their socks up, he might have to come back out of retirement. I said, you'd still beat them on three legs, mate, and he just gave me a smile and wagged his tail. <laughs> Oh, he was a personality and still is clearly Trojan horse. Hey, thank you, Brendan. We'll catch you soon. Yep. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Have a great day, eh? Bye-bye. Thank you. We'll do Brendan Cole there out of the Lisa Cole Kennels. We thank him for his time very shortly here on Dog Speed on SENZ. We will be catching up with Lucy Sanford-Reed, who is the General Manager of GAP, Greyhounds as Pets, an organisation that's looking forward to the Adopter Greyhound Month. It's going to start on this coming Friday as we enter... April. You're with Dog Speed. Check out lovegreyhounds.org.nz. Some wonderful videos up there, some new ones too. I've had a look at this week. Back shortly. Indeed, the dogs are talking this morning. They talk every single day. So, uh, Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook on Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand, grnz.co.nz for all the information you need racing and about greyhounds off the track as well. And shortly, we're going to catch up with Lucy Sanford Reed, the general manager of uh, Greyhounds as Pets. Lucy just wrapping up a uh, dog obedience class this morning. So, Andy, we'll have a little bit of a chat and uh, welcome Lucy in a little later than anticipated here. Um, Just going back to the top of the show, we talked about what was happening uh, in the week that was. And on Thursday night at Addington, you were lucky enough to see the two poster boys, I suppose, of uh, Greyhound Racing in New Zealand at the moment. I mean, we might elevate uh, Mustang Charlie to that level shortly as well, but a power superstar, obviously, over the middle distance and the Derby favourite, pre-post, if you like. Uh, and also no keeper, of course, the star stayer, who has been unbeatable beyond 600 metres. So uh, how did you view their performances on the home loam there at Addington on Thursday? Very good, the pair of them. Uh, superstar, we've seen through his last few starts, Rosso, that he's just got really consistent at box rise. We saw it through the uh, running of the Auckland Cup Series and then again down here, 581 early, 1769 up the back mark, which is very, very fast. There's very few greyhounds can run any quicker than that to the back mark at Addington Raceway, which means... He's in front out of trouble, bowling along on the lure, and it's very hard to get past him. He was able to win by just under five lengths and a, a 30.03 on a, a track that wasn't overly fast. So he was very, very good, Opawa Superstar. He's, he's won 20 from 26, five minor placings. Rosso, through those 26 starts, he's already accumulated 133000 in stake money. Now, I know he's got a little way to go, but, gee, he could potentially be, barring injuries, the best New Zealand bred greyhound we have ever seen. Isn't it astonishing? And you imagine if he'd won that New Zealand Cup for which he was the favourite for at a very, very tender age, and he ran a very good third. It was a, it was a rough race, and he didn't get the kindest of runs. Once out of the money, uh, and that was uh, in the uh, was it the wind power where um, he got a, a really rough run there. When you're racing at this high level, particularly... At such a young age, Andy, it's incredible that he's been able to um, maintain such such a record like that. Phenomenal. And, you know, out of the, the powerful Gene and Dave Fahey kennel, so you expect them to keep him at that level. And, gee, they've been able to do it. Start 14 it was for him in that New Zealand Cup, and he went around as a $2.20 favourite. It's just a phenomenal effort as he was uh, he was unbeaten through the series up until the final winning his heat and the semi-final 
Gee, he's just an absolute star. He's very well named, which is quite odd, Rosso, because usually when you get dogs named after being fast or being good, they usually turn out to be pretty average, but not superstar. <laughs> he's uh, turned out to be the best-named greyhound we've seen. Indeed, no, spot on, all right. And as I say, the, the dog that we're looking for in the derby. Having said that, um, Andy, want to um, reflect on uh, some... Excellent racing at Ascot Park in Invercargill on Thursday. Now, Rapawa Wayne chased home Rapawa Superstar in the Auckland Cup, and he lined up in a, a really strong field that included Telbingo Bale, who was third in the Auckland Cup. Rapawa Wayne ran second. I thought it was a pretty tidy performance. was beaten by Master Portos, and there, I think in that Quinella, we have a couple of pretty decent derby aspirants as well. We certainly do. Got speed as well. Gee, Master Porthos, very, very fast. Of course, he went around in the railway at Auckland on Auckland Cup Day. He was a greyhound who was the fastest qualifier by a, a mile in the heats for the railway. He's got speed, and he was able to see it through over the 457 metres as well. Clocked to 26.12 on a track that didn't appear to be fast. I know the uh, the lower-graded greyhounds were sort of just breaking the 27 seconds down there, which is uh, dead set walking. So wasn't an overly fast track. He's a, a good, fast greyhound. He's had a, a few goes now over the 457 metres and been able to win uh, a few of those. So Rosa, he's got speed, and that speed, he can put himself in the race. If he can go with a superstar, really stay under him, he might make superstar work a little bit harder than he's had to in recent weeks. So he's certainly going to make it interesting. And, gee, poor old Opawa Wayne, He's just living in the shadow of superstar, isn't he? But he's very, very good in his own right. He's been able to break 30 seconds at Addington uh, on more than one occasion. He's very fast when he nails it. And uh, that second and behind superstar in the uh, in the cup was very, very good. But what you'd think, Rosso, is if there wasn't a superstar, we'd all be talking Wayne. So he's just living in the shadow of the superstar. Isn't it amazing? And uh, look, thoroughly looking forward to the heats on uh, April the 7th. And that's Thursday week, so we're closing in on this very fast. And uh, the $50,000 derby final the week after, uh, on the 14th of April, just before we leave the derby chat, Andy, always like looking for something kind of a little bit outside the square. And let's face it, you know, this is what dreams are made of. This is what keeps us interested. And the thing about greyhound racing is that things can change very, very quickly, particularly across a series where there's heats in final. A dog called Hint of Mint, who came here as genuinely a bread and butter short course sprinter, uh, raced by Vaughan Clark and trained by Gary and Sandra Fredrickson, is now unbeaten in four in New Zealand. He stepped out over the 410 metres and won a class, well, a couple of class ones, as we'd expect him to, by a margin running very very quick times, including a 23.02 when he stepped up to a class two and only had a, do- a field of five to beat Andy. Well, he went up to Cambridge and he trialled in a, you know, a moderate 26.01 over the 4.57. He stepped out in a class three the other day, beat a very talented dog called Big Time Reward by five links. There was eight links to 30. He ran 25 and 67. It's probably not going to win you a derby because um, as, as Vaughan Clark, the owner, texted me, hey, you know, Dave Fahey can drop superstar in any time and he'll run a 25-30 and that's probably the case. But all of a sudden a dog like Hint of Mint becomes, you know, just that, you know, that, that peripheral derby hopeful. 
and good speed as well. Another greyhound who can put himself in the race. And you go back through the derby, Rosso, it's not necessarily always won by the favourite or the best greyhound going around. It just comes down to the run they get into that first corner, of course, with the, the long back straight. So he's got to be some sort of chance. Hint of mint for the locals. Ramblin' Andre, who's been very good through 19 starts, was able to uh, push the very good Pedro Lee to under a length when they met on Thursday at Cambridge. And he's got to be some sort of chance if he could just get off the lids clean and Rosso, another one from down here, as if the Opawa team haven't got enough. They've also got Opawa Conan. He's prepared by Bruce Dan. He's won five from five, a son of American warrior. He's broken the 30-second barrier already at Addington. Talking to Bruce last week, it sounds like uh, the Derby's on the radar for him as well. So we see him go around again this week, looking to remain unbeaten in six. And if he can do that, then he's uh, on his way to Cambridge as well, just to add another string to the Opawa bow. Yeah, gee, it's an exciting time, and um, you know these greyhounds we've been talking about have been New Zealand breeds, other than uh, Hint of Mint. Uh, Andy, we've only left ourselves a minute to chat about No Keeper, but again, he made a 6.45 metre race his own there on Thursday at Addington. Just gets to the front and rolls along on the lure, and he just gives nothing else a chance to get after him, No Keeper. And again, like I said, the track wasn't overly fast there on Thursday. He was able to clock a, a 37.88, winning by five and a half lengths, beating Opawa Harper, who won at Eddington over the 600-metre journey not so long ago in a 37.69, which is flying. So it's not like he's beating average animals. He just gets to the front and he keeps on rolling. So, yeah, things looking good for No Keeper. Uh, he didn't have a chance to catch up with Crafty last week, but some sort of opportunity for him to head over to Australia at some point as well. Potentially No Keeper with the, the raft of big money races that are on over there. Gee, it's exciting times, Rosso. We might see a couple of uh, New Zealand bred or New Zealand-based greyhounds as for Typhoon Tim makes his way over as well, go and try and steal a bit of that Aussie cash. <laughs> yes, indeed. I was texting with Gary last week, and he said, look, there's nothing set in concrete uh, yet to get across, but um, it's likely to contest the uh, Theresa MacDonald, of course, up on uh, Derby night. That's uh, the feature for the stars at the upcoming uh, Derby Carnival uh, if you like, but um, he's looking at that race at uh, the gardens and there's certainly people in Australia who are prepared to help him if uh, if Gary and Gaylene decide to head that way. It would mean, of course, that um, he wouldn't be around for the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, which would be a shame in one way, but of course we'd be cheering him on in Australia if that's the way they end up heading. You with the dog speed on SENZ with GRNZ, Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Check out the website grnz.co.nz for all things greyhounds and greyhound racing related. Shortly, we'll catch up with Lucy Sanford-Reed, the General Manager of Greyhounds as Pets. That's coming soon. And we are in the home straight in this edition of Dog Speed. Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook here with you. And joined now by Lucy Sanford-Reed, the General Manager of GAP, Greyhounds as pets. Good morning to you, Lucy. Thanks for joining us. I think uh, you might just be off the back of a dog obedience class or some such. I'm just off the back of a Rallyo class, which is one of the branches of dog obedience. Outstanding. And Any greyhounds involved in that? Um, oh, thank you very much. Any... There are greyhounds competing in Rallyo in various parts of the country. Uh, we don't actually have any down here in Canterbury, but I know they are competing, certainly in the Auckland area. Lucy, just a little on your background. How long have you been at uh, Greyhounds as Pets? I started with Greyhounds as Pets uh, just on a year ago, um, and I came into the role from the social service sector, and I had been the chief executive officer for the professional body for social workers. 
and clearly you've been involved with uh, other breeds of greyhound to a fairly high level as well. Indeed, I breed and compete with English Springer Spaniels, um, have competed in obedience, agility, but I'm now focused on Ralio and am very involved in teaching and assessing canine good citizen, which is a Dogs New Zealand program, which is designed to teach dogs to be good citizens and be able to participate in society as well-mannered dogs. What is it about the greyhound, given that you've had experience with a whole lot of other breeds of greyhound, what, uh, of dog I should say, what is it about the, the greyhound that, that makes them a wee bit special? They are one of the older breeds of dogs and they are very elegant uh, and very affectionate. They are very, very fast, um, which is why they're used in racing. But having said that, a lot of people think greyhounds because they're racing dogs, require a lot of exercise, but they actually don't. They, in the pet world, a couple of good walks a day, a half an hour brisk walk around the block is quite enough, or take them down to the beach once they've got a good recall and let them have a bit of a zoomie on the beach or the riverbank or something like that, but they don't require masses of exercise. You know, if you think about something like a, a husky or a breed like that that are bred to pull and they will work all day whereas the greyhound is a sprint dog and it, it races very fast over a relatively short distance and then they're done. Lucy, um, just the background on greyhounds as pets for, for casual listeners to the show here, how long has the organisation been around and how many greyhounds would they have rehomed to date? The first adoption Greyhounds as Pets did was done in 2001. And since then, we have rehomed into adoption over 4,000 hounds. Uh, we're, we're rapidly getting towards our 5,000th adoption, which is really exciting. The trust was formed in 2006. Um, so that's the point where we started to become a lot more professional in the way we go about our rehoming. And we're really clear that we are rehoming retired race dogs. We're not rescuing, it's, it's a rehoming activity. Um, and once the race dogs have retired, they've, they live till somewhere between 10 and 13. So they have quite a lengthy period of time as pets and make really great pets for uh, people who, who want a, an affectionate dog doesn't require a lot of exercise. Make very good apartment dogs because, again, they, they're used to that routine of you get up, you go out, you toilet, you have your walk, you come home. They're also very good at staying, staying at home alone. So quite suitable for people who are perhaps out at work most of the day. We Sorry, Lucy, I just jumped in there. I do apologise. Just, just, just to, to reiterate, if people have jumped in, we are chatting with uh, Lucy Sanford-Reed, the General Manager of, uh, of Gap Greyhounds as Pets. Lucy, my apologies again. You can carry on where you left off. It's okay. We have, we're a national organisation, uh, so we have two rehoming team members in Auckland, one in Levin and two down here in Christchurch who cover the South Island. And if you're thinking about um, adopting a greyhound, 
the month of April is Adopt a Greyhound Month. So we've got activities all around Auckland and up and down the, the country. So there are pattern chats being held at uh, Petstock and Henderson, St Luke's, Tuckanini and Constellation. There'll be bill stickers around Auckland and Christchurch. And there'll be a lot of on social media. And if you're interested in meeting a greyhound, then I would suggest you hop onto our website, www.greyhoundsaspets.org.nz. Go to the events page and you will find heaps of things that you can do or places where you'd be able to go and meet a greyhound uh, and, and sort of get a feel for what they're like. And some of the walks, you get an opportunity to, to walk with a greyhound. Um, the, the people who own greyhounds are really keen to share this wonderful breed and would encourage you to you know, walk one of their hounds for them. Lucy, the Adopt a Greyhound Month, is that uh, a new initiative for Greyhounds as Pets? No, we've, it's, it's actually part of an international day uh, and we've been doing this for a number of years now and it really is focusing on promoting greyhounds as pets. It's about uh, encouraging people to adopt a greyhound and perhaps somebody who is thinking about getting a dog we would like to encourage them to think about a greyhound and it, we also are always looking for foster carers so we will put hounds with a foster carer to help them transition from life as a racing dog to life as a pet dog so they're learning to be inside they're learning about steps, carpet linoleum, all different things that happen in a house that perhaps they haven't experienced while they're racing. Lucy, before so we the, let you get back to your Sunday... Are... Pardon? Sorry, it's just a, a little bit of a delay there. But just, just before we let, get, uh, let you get back to your Sunday, I was just uh, very interested to know um, what impact COVID has had on greyhounds as pets and the rehoming of greyhounds because it seems COVID, COVID has uh, impacted every, every part of our lives. It, it did, and certainly 2021 um, had a big impact in Auckland um, with that very lengthy lockdown that Auckland went through. But um, in negotiation with Greyhound Racing New Zealand, we were able to access the kennels that were quite close to, to where our rehoming team lead lived and take the hounds into kennels. And we used quality pet services to deal with all of the things like the desexing and the vaccinating and the dental work before they were placed for adoption. And that, that was really the biggest impact. What I think is starting to impact a little bit now is the rising cost of living and people are having sometimes having second thoughts about the cost of owning a dog, which is a reality for some people. Indeed. Look, uh, Lucy Sanford-Reed, we really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for the work that you and your team does around the country and uh, rehoming the uh, racing uh, greyhounds and um, encourage people to uh, be um, vigilant, get online and uh, check out what you offer. And uh, we look forward to the success of Adopt a Greyhound Month starting this Friday. Absolutely. And I'm happy to chat to you again in the future. Excellent, thank you. We will call upon you. That's Lucy Sanford-Reed, the General Manager of Greyhounds as Pets. Andy McCook, we're about to sign off here, but I know that you have had uh, a few dealings with uh, Greyhounds as Pets, of course, across the years and rehoming some of your Greyhounds.
Certainly have. They're always good, always professional, and uh, they do a great job at uh, getting our greyhounds out into uh, those loving homes to be the couch potatoes that they are designed to be. Rosso, it's, uh, it's very good. We're lucky now with our great mates, and we have a, a several uh, rehoming agencies, obviously Mayhounds, Kiwi Kiwi Hounds, and uh, Nitrave. So a lot of opportunities, a lot of uh, opportunities there to uh, to get involved and to go and find that uh, that loving greyhound for your couch. That is Andy McCook, I am Mark Rosanowski, and that is Dog Speed for this week. Until next time, Dog Speed to you. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.